Blog Talk Radio. That sounds like a car door. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. <laughs> Kellen Patterson of the O'Kellen clan. Of the O'Kellens in the clan. That sounds kind of funny. I think I'll have to change that. Anyway, <laughs> this program is sponsored by P4P one drug-free sponsorship foundation in all of the world. And if you, yes, you Natty Nation, are a drug-free athlete and are looking for a solid foundation to stand on and a vehicle to drive your kids like what? That's right. That's right. Like a Mack truck through ice cream. Oh. Because we all knew you were going to be on the stage. And for those who didn't, 
now they know. And for those who recall, he's supposed to be getting on stage in purple posing trunks. Yeah, I'm, I'm working on it. We will, see, we will see if the Let's Go Crazy stage. You know, I should do that song as well. <laughs> it would be fantastic. So we are all looking forward to it. As, as I'm already well seeing a routine. I'm already seeing a routine. You already seen a routine. All right. He's ready, guys. So if you're anywhere in New Chicago on the 31st, you should definitely go check out the show. Check out the show, and that'll be your fourth show this month. Fourth show this month. Yes, fourth show this month. Fourth show this month. Bam. Third, third, so third, third fourth in a week, third. and third this month, yes. Yeah. Carbs, sorry. We are clear now. Now, so how are you going to be coming in? How are you feeling? Are you going to have that look that you're hoping for? Yes, actually, yes. I, I, uh, I started doing some extra cardio, and it's worked wonders. Um, climbing that rope. I don't know if anybody. Well, I know you guys have seen the videos that you've uh, been messing with me about the women getting on the rope and an old guy and then no Kalen. Well, if I'm not supporting the people that are going up the rope, then they couldn't climb up the rope. I can climb on my own because it's something I had to do in the military. So, yeah. And there you have it. There you have it. So, Caitlin is swinging on a rope, but do you remember when he was swinging around a pole? Hey, 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 hey. Pole? Clarify. <laughs> Clarify. I will have to dig out that video and repost it because that is a classic. But uh, not to belabor the point, we've got a great and a great guest. That's right. I'm just going to leave you guys with that mental image and that thought. And uh, we'll get back to it before, you know, later this week. (laughs) But just know that there was Kaylin and there was a pole and there was swinging in the circle around you got these people all kind of confused right now. But beyond that, Kim, go ahead and set us up for tonight. I, I didn't even hear you. I'm, I'm still trying to find that video. <laughs> I, I, I said, go ahead and set us up for tonight. Oh. Well, I, I don't know if they caught with uh, our little accents going, and and they'll never be as good as this. But we have a wonderful individual, and uh, he's got the voice that uh, Des and I both love. We we do love it. Yeah. We're sucking for it. Yeah. He's uh, Mr. Mr. Will. Yeah. His name. And uh, he's getting ready to get on this show, and we're going to talk about all the goodness that he has in store for us. So please introduce yourself and let's get this show started. Hello, USA. Hello, the world. <laughs> How you doing, guys? Doing All right, just we're doing fine. great. So Ken, so, Ken, we have new listeners on the show all the time. So if you could still tell them a little bit about yourself, exactly who Ken Ross is, what you're about, yep. and we will carry on from there. 
Awesome. Okay, my name's Ken Ross. I'm from Australia, as you can probably guess at this point. Um, I am uh, 52 years of age. Um, I am a natural pro bodybuilder with PNBA, INBA, PNBA. Um, I have competed in 111 INBA shows to date with no end in sight. Um, I have competed in 12 countries around the world. Um, I am a comp prep coach, a nutrition coach, a personal trainer, um, INBA Hall of Famer, and yeah, just a just a nice guy all around. That's probably that's probably my best quality. <laughs> I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Great intro. Now, you just said you've competed in 12 countries. Um, this year, you've competed in or will have competed in three different countries because you were in Greece a little over a month yeah. ago, or actually a little bit longer than yeah. that. And then you were in India, which we definitely want to hear more about. And you're about right. to be in the States pretty soon, too. So, um, man, I mean, I don't. I don't think you think that's a lot, but I think that's a lot. Anybody else think that's a lot? Just to be hitting three countries in one year alone, I think that's fantastic. So I'm just yeah. curious as to how the experience has differed from Greece to India and how you anticipate that will even differ from your time in the United States. Oh, wow. All three vastly different. Um but, you know, the, the the similarity with all three is they were all fantastic experiences because I have competed in the States um, many times before. Um, but it was my first time to Greece and my first time to India. Um, Greece was fantastic because, well, the main reason Greece was fantastic because it's the home of INBA, PNBA, global world president, Mr. Denny Kakos. Uh, he's from there originally, so he took us to his island in Greece, Zakynthos, and we stayed with his dad on his dad's property there. Um, and that was an amazing experience. And because Denny's pretty much a local, he showed us all the good spots around the island, um, the good restaurants, of course, and all the uh, tourist spots to to go swimming in, of course. Um, now, the event was fantastic. It was held in a casino there in a place called Latraki which is about a one-hour drive west of Athens. Um, that was a fantastic experience. I think there was, and don't quote me, there was at least 300 athletes there. And it might have been 350. Nice. It was huge. Yeah. Nice. From, from lots of countries. I think there was over 50 countries represented there. So, um, yeah, that was an amazing experience. That was in, that was in June. Uh, and then in July, I went to India for the... Actually, the Greece show was the INBA PNBA World Championships. And then in July, I went to India for the INBA Asia International Pacific Championships. Um, and that was held in Bangalore, which is south-central India. Um and that was an amazing experience and a bit of a pre-story to that one. Uh, 24 hours before I was due to fly out, uh, INBA Global World 
Vice President Denise Caicos contacted me and said, Ken, do you know you need a visa for India? And I said, no. And she didn't know she needed one either. So her and Denny needed to get a visa. They had to change their flights for their visa to come through. So I had 24 hours before my flight was due to leave. So I got online and applied for an emergency visa. Yeah. And I had 24 hours. So the cutoff for me to leave home was 4.30 a.m. the next morning. Oh, no. Uh, So at 4.24 a.m., the visa came through. Wow. (laughs) That's a minute. Yeah, so I had my bag packed with all my comp stuff, my competition supplies. All I had to do was throw clothes in, have a shower, and I was out of the door in 15 minutes, and I made it to the airport. So that was good. Wow. So I almost didn't go. (laughs) But what made India a fantastic experience was the hospitality of the INBA India president, Mr. Raghunandan, and... INBA India organiser, Mr. Shodan Ray. Now, Shodan's an experienced competitor. He has competed at Olympia many times. Now, their hospitality uh, in pretty much looking after me in every facet through accommodation, travel, um, meals, etc., made that trip extremely pleasant. Um, and I have no hesitation in going back to India anytime. It was an amazing experience. Um, totally different to what I've experienced before of course um, but it was so different it was fantastic, it was amazing um, and, and you know once again the two experiences competing in Europe on the Greek stage and then competing in India I guess you'd call it on the Asian stage um, compared to the USA, totally different experiences, totally different judging um, and the show just runs in a different format. As you know, a lot of the shows in the States run pretty much to similar format. Um, these two events were different, but that's why I like it. That's why I like travelling to different countries and competing uh, in different countries with the INBA is because you learn. Tra- travel is an education. That's, that's all travel is. Um, and I love to learn. And that's the best way to learn is to jump in at the deep end. And um, you come out a better person at the other end and you can impart that knowledge onto others down the track. No doubt, no doubt. So Jacob here is hoping to tap into... What did you say, KP? Well, um, Yeah, go ahead. It's actually a question I was thinking, but uh, thankfully Bethany's asking it too. And she was asking about while in Greece, some of, I guess they posted some videos, uh, and she's yeah. saying the water looks crystal clear. Was that like from a commercial, or is that real? That's real. Now, when I went to the island of Zakynthos, which is, I think, 40 to 50 athletes actually traveled there after the event, um, it, was, uh, it was amazing. The water is, um, is uh, yeah, crystal clear. And it was it was blue, and they even have a feature on the island called the Blue Cave. And I went, oh, okay, that'll be interesting. So we went around to that, and you had to go by boat, and you had to actually jump off the boat and swim into the cave. Now, the Mediterranean Sea is actually very salty, so it's very buoyant, um, so it's not too hard to swim. 
Uh, I actually looked like Michael Phelps at some point there, almost, in that water. That's how buoyant it was. So you get to swim into these caves and you swim around this uh, beautiful water. It was amazing. Uh, so clear, so blue, and you could see the bottom. You could see the bottom. Well, you know, if it was 30 feet deep, you could see the bottom easily. It was incredible. Fish, the whole deal. Amazing. It is true. You have to go there and experience it. Dad? Well, it definitely, it definitely sounds amazing. Um, I'm going to circle us back around to the comment you're making about um, travel being an education, and sometimes you just have to do it to um, get the knowledge that you're looking for. And I think Jacob is looking to tap into your experience for that reason. He's saying, with all the terrorism around the world, what are some of the increased security measures being put in place? He says, I want to travel with my supplements, but everyone's saying that's not a good idea. Yeah, I know uh, I know there has been an issue with protein powder of late, the last Uh-oh. two or three months. Um, obviously, they, obviously, the intelligence services became aware of some information where, you know, protein powder may be used for something that it shouldn't be used for. Um, so they are checking people's protein powder. Uh, they, yeah, I don't carry protein powder, but I have heard that they will check that and they may take it from you. My best advice is just buy your supplements where you're going. Unless you're going to a mountain top in Nepal that don't sell supplements, you can buy supplements anywhere. Um, and even uh, even at the huge airports like Singapore Airport, they actually have a small supplement shop inside the airport. So when you're transiting, oh, wow. you can actually buy. Yeah, you can buy it. So um, I think the main problem with the USA is is going out or coming back into the USA. So my advice to that traveller would be um, to either so so don't take it in your hand luggage on board. If you're going to take supplements, I would put them into your hold luggage so they go onto the under the aircraft so you can't access them. Um, now if that's a, if that's an issue, they usually ask you at check-in when you check your bags in with the airline. They'll ask you the you know they ask you the battery question: Are you carrying any spare batteries? Are you carrying any firearms or any lighters or any of that sort of stuff. Um, if it is an issue, they'll ask you that question, yeah. But the best the best way to do it is to put it in your hold luggage or buy it at the other end, wherever you get to. Just do a little bit of research online uh, where you're going, and you can always buy supplements anywhere around the world. And you know what? That, that question, that person travelling might actually find a really good brand overseas and start using that for the rest of their training life. Huh. Very interesting. I would just add, make sure whatever you buy, just that you check it out until you know what it is you are ingesting, wherever you buy stuff, whether at home or abroad. Um, this next one is from Lainey, and uh, she's got a question for me based on your trip to India. She's wanting to know, is yep. there a dress code for the women there? Uh, no. Not to, I only went to Bangalore. Uh, and it was um, very westernised. Um, the only place I've experienced a mild dress code is when I went to Dubai and Abu Dhabi, and they like the women oh, yeah, have yeah. their 
you have their arms covered and their necks covered. So pretty much they don't want you walking around a, a shopping mall with, you know, denim shorts and a bikini top on. So you have to have a little bit of <laughs> But India was fine. Um, you know, most of the local women wear, if, you know, if they're business women, I guess they'd wear, uh, like, Western business dress. And I guess if they're, like, older women, some of them would wear the sari, of course. But, um, no, as, as, a, as a Westerner going there, it's, it's, uh, it's quite relaxed. I, I got a quick question, um, and you know, this is just from my experience and time when I was in Dubai and Abu Dhabi. Is that yeah. the uh, the enhanced community is is really big over there, and they're uh, they're also really big on synthol, which surprised me with uh, how well educated they are. Uh, I just couldn't imagine them taking that kind of step for such a lower standard of body enhancement. But you know, it is what it is. How well received yep. is natural bodybuilding in communities like that? Because I, I know that uh, it's pretty popular and, and, and rather easy to get uh, performance-enhancing drugs over there. Yeah, as you said, the, the natural scene in the UAE is not huge. Um, the enhanced scene is well, yeah, probably 99.9% of oh, yeah. bodybuilders. Yeah, it's very hard, and I've had many people say to me, like natural athletes from there, how they want to you know, start up an INBA federation there, etc. But it's just so hard because, you know, there's so many pre- external pressures onto that. Um, but India's got a similar That's problem. Statement. Um, yeah, exactly. So I was being moderate there. So India's got similar problems. Um, they have a lot of uh, steroid abuse there in gyms. Um, and that's why INBA India has stood up and the president is very anti-drugs and he wants to provide a platform for the natural athlete in India who, you know, who want to step on stage, not against enhanced athletes. Now, you have a country there now that has 1.4 billion people. Um, so, you know, out of that, that's, that's a fair-sized population. Out of that, you're going to get some people who want to stand up and, and be natural bodybuilders. And as we saw at the Asia-Pacific Championships where it was predominantly Indian athletes, as you'd expect, there was around 140 athletes at this event on stage. So it was, it was big. It was quite exciting. Some of, the, some of the categories had 18, 20, 22 competitors in them. It was quite large. And they um, tested everybody. Yeah. It's um, <laughs> Bill says. Uh, well, I've lost my train of thought here, but I'll go ahead and read this comment from Bill. He said, "I think both Ken and Kaylin are being too polite. The ped deaths in those countries are very high, in all caps." That's from Bill. Um, but yeah. you totally were answering some of the questions I had because I was wondering what natural bodybuilding was like, you know, in either country, Greece or India, with regard to the size. I mean, I know Greece had a huge showing at their show, but I feel like a large number of athletes flew in for that competition. I wasn't quite sure how many of them were actually from Greece. And, you know, in a lot of international countries, natural body countries, natural bodybuilding is there, but it's still a fledgling sport. So, very interested to watch how it continues to um, grow, if it does grow, 
um, in such a, um, you know, highly untested market for that sport, for our sport. Well, uh, can, I, can, I, can I jump yeah. in? Yeah, sure. Well, um, you know, this is one of the, the, the sad dynasties of uh, the enhanced community is because it did become so big. And many of the athletes were saying they were natural athletes in the very beginning. And a lot of them were saying it out of ignorance. A lot of them were saying it basically just to keep their their sponsorships with their different companies. Because you, you're talking about there was a lot of ignorance in, in the very early life of, uh, of bodybuilding. Um, and that's, that, you know, it did transport around the world, but it, it stemmed from a lot of the American marketing. Uh, sad to say, you know, it, it had athletes basically doing things to their bodies that they were unaware. I would liken it to when uh, the Chinese swimming team, I don't know if you had seen the documentary, the yeah. documentary on that where the women were five, six inches taller than their husbands from the, the, yes. the growth hormone they'd been given and the, the amount of steroids, and they thought they were natural athletes all the way up until they were uh, banned from competing. So, you know, it, it, a lot of it was done in ignorance, but a lot of it was done with the understanding that, you know, we have others that will fill in the void when we lose a certain amount. I think there was just some that they really didn't want to lose, but they were still at the risk of doing it. The only problem with that is is that it transported to other countries, and that became the norm because that was, I mean, like what we were doing in ignorance, they had an understanding because it had to be brought in country. And then after that, it basically grew from there. So, you know, it, it, there's a lot of of things that could have been done differently had it been natural athletes, and I, I, I still – am insulted that uh, the Sandow Trophy, as much as he was against uh, the enhanced uh, thing, because he said there was no way that we would truly understand the potential of the human body with the advent of uh, and, and use of uh, PEDs. So it, it's it's something that's a, it's a shame, but it can be corrected now that more, you know, with with social media and the, the release of good information and smart information and true information, uh, we, if we hold firm to our beliefs, we, we can really change the dynamic of what's going on because the one thing that is happening more and more with uh, the PEDs being more uh, readily available is that the deaths are increasing uh, really, I mean, it, it's really jumping uh, the tumors, the cancer, the kidney and liver failures. The, the the enlarged hearts, all of these things are happening much sooner than they did back in the day because they're getting a more pure product. So, you know, it, it's sad to say that there's so many deaths uh, afforded to that life, but because the people are dying and, and being found out that what their natural status is was never a natural status in, 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 the, in, the, in the worst way, now people are basically uh, stepping back from it because they do want to live to see their kids grow up and they do want to live a healthy life. So, you know, we, we do have that. 
and with uh, the NBA, PNBA going global like they have, that education is being given because um, Denny and I basically had to deal in a, in a thread earlier this week with an athlete that is willing to put his health at risk, not in a way of drugs, but more to the point of putting his health at risk because he'd been around the enhanced community so much, he's taken on some of that thinking. So, you know, when, when you have a, a president willing to speak out openly about the health concerns for, for an athlete, and, and, and even with the, with the rebuttal that came through, it was a lot going on. And I was very happy that, uh, you know, that, that the global reach is really starting to make a difference and take hold of this. Nope. I mean, I think you got it. Just a lot going on there. I think you covered the questions that I had in my mind. Um, you know, I guess the only question I have left is, Ken, from your perspective, if you had, you know, having competed in so many countries and taking a country, a fledgling country like India, where natural bodybuilding is just starting to get a foothold, if you had some recommendations for them on ways to help them really bolster the sport, what would you tell them? Well, they've got a lot of good um, a lot of good standards and protocols in place at the moment. What I did notice about their event, it was very well run, and the reason it was well run was because of the hierarchical structure. Pretty much if the boss told the, the second in charge to do something, he did it. Um, that was very impressive, and everything ran efficiently. Now, they're doing everything right, and, and probably the only advice I can give them is just to market it more and market the natural side of it, uh, which is what they're trying to do, and they are, Julie, um, just to market it even a little more. And I've actually uh, even started... This is a shameless plug here coming up. I've actually started do Team Flex R6 India. So Team Flex R6 is my competition global preparation team so i've commenced team flex r6 india and i've signed up um, one of the pro qualified champions from the asia pacific championships she's come on board uh, she's a fantastic athlete so if anybody wants to jump onto that team flex r6 india they can contact me and they can join up and we can spread the natural word around India and put more natural athletes on the INBA Global India stage. That would be exciting. We keep trying to tell yep. folks, get out there. Yeah. Well, just get out there. B, go internationally if you can. So as you can hear, there are more and more opportunities spreading around the world all the time. So you should check it out. I mean, I'm, and I'm, I'm switching organizations here. And I haven't had an update from this org in a while, but I know DFAC was expanding into uh, uh, other countries as well. And so that's something we're going to need to get an update on oh, and uh, bring to uh, you guys. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got an update yeah. on that one. That, that's a good one. Uh, okay. The person that was, yeah, the person that was trying to do the outreach was basically doing a scam and really burned the defects uh, really badly. So I don't know oh, if they've no. been financially able to re- recover to uh, still do that outreach. But I know it's in the worst, but it's been set back uh, a couple of years at least because of the the, oh. the the individual that did it. 
Well, we'll yep. have to get the full deets on that one, that's for sure. But getting back to Ken show, so the INBA, PNBA Pro-Am World Cup, that's going to be in Sydney, September 7th. So lay it on us. What categories are you going to be having? What can athletes do? Well, it's going to be the first time the World Cup has been outside of the USA, I believe, which is exciting. And Denny has contracted my company, Flex R6 Fitness Solutions, to promote that event. So it's going to be exciting. We're going to have every category possible. So if I have a 100-year-old woman who wants to do sports model, there'll be 100-plus sports model category for her, and she will win a nice trophy. Um, so whatever category you want to enter, I'll put it on for you. Um, there'll be as many categories there as the Olympia on offer, the natural Olympia. It's going to be exciting. It's the 7th of September in Sydney. It's at the Ridges World Square Hotel, which is also the host hotel and the event venue. So pretty much the event venue is on the ground floor of the hotel. Um, we're expecting at least 40 to 50 athletes from around the world. And being in Australia, they'll primarily be Australians, of course, but we have countries represented from uh, USA, New Zealand. Uh, we have a, a Hungarian competitor coming all the way from Hungary to compete in this event. Um, and we will also have a range of international judges from India, Asia, uh, and the USA, and of course Australia, and it's a one-day event. It's a two-show. <laughs> yeah, it's a two-show <laughs> format. Yeah, everybody's covered. It's an international. Event. I know. I, I uh, how, how do I yeah. get on that judging panel? That's what I want to know. Well, <laughs> you, you just just turn up. I'll put you on. You'll be there. All right, just turn and, up. And All right. And I'm gonna right. I'm gonna make yeah, it like a fan. It's gonna be like a it's gonna be like a family event. So. We're going to have cosplay characters there in Marvel costumes. Um, oh, yeah. They're going to be there awarding, awarding trophies. Yeah, it's going to be good. The kids are going to be there. Um, Iron Man magazine will cover the event. Uh, I'm going to have I a, a documentary. Issue. Yeah. Book that ticket. So I'm going to have a, a film crew there uh, recording and they've actually fired one of the athletes in the lead-up to this event, and hopefully we can turn that into a Netflix series. Um, that's the idea there. Oh. So, yeah, yeah, so it's all happening. It's big. It's going to be big. Yeah, that it's gonna is going to be great. Big. You're, dropping, you're dropping some big plans on us. Man, oh, yeah. that would be awesome. Yeah, I just want, it's exciting. I just want more radio interviews, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> more material well, for is. you guys. That's right, that's right. Because if you get a Netflix yeah. series going, then we'll be back talking about that for sure. No doubt. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, you know, we have our, uh, our uh, I'm switching topics here on us. We'll come back to this. Um, we yeah. have our collection of our favorite Aussies, you being on the top of our list, um, or Thank amongst you. the top of our list, I should say. But um, Dale wants to know how popular are uh, Justin Figuera and Tanika Heinemann um, in Australia. He's like, because we love them over here, which we do. <laughs> we have yes. an, affinity, oh, an affinity for Australians. 
Well, they're actually very popular. Um, and they're, as you know, they're very, very good natural bodybuilders, competitors. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're very well known. Um, I don't think, now I could be wrong, but I, I'm not sure if either of them are competing this year. They might be having a little rest. Mm. Um, um, but that's okay. I'll, I'll come um, back in the future. <laughs> and they're both Hall of Fame, IMBA Hall of Famers too. So they're very popular people. Yeah. Yes, they are. Both. And I, you know, and I'm not sure. I, I think Tinica may have had a little bit of a rest this year. I'm not sure if we'll see her on a stage before the year is up. And Justin, yeah, he's been very quiet. I haven't heard too much about him. Well, he's, he's, so. he's a dad now. So he, he's yeah, getting, he's doing uh, family he's things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. There you true. go. Well, that's very important. Yeah. Very good. Of course. Now, uh, I, I want to get back to this, this show that you're doing because uh, you just put out a lot of information, and as some of it yep. starts to filter in this slow-moving brain of mine. Now, Iron yeah. Man is big here, and uh, we just got – well, I know that we just got the next issue out. Uh, yep. with being as a natural North American – I got to read it uh, ahead of time before it's released uh, publicly, and I was yep. just blown away to see Kiyoshi Moody in there because that was one of the things that I want. I mean, as a fan of the sport, it's nice to see yep. him get his just due in in a, a in an international publication like that. Uh, over over in Australia and, and overseas, are those magazines as popular, or do you have other equivalents? that runs similar to that? Well, as you know, Iron Man well, was a global magazine um, before uh, Denny Kakos and Doug Grant purchased it. Um, and I know that uh, Denny is trying to um, get other countries to take on Iron Man magazine. I know he's got Japan on board and they print it now nice. in their own language. Um, I think he's got a Greece on board as well. I mean, Greece is going to start printing it over there. So he pretty much needs somebody in Australia to print it here. So what it would be would be the US version with Australian content inside. Um, you know, all, all the training and nutrition stories and, and all that sort of stuff could stay the same, just with a bit of mm-hmm. Australian flavour in here. But he needs somebody to pick that up. But that's a huge task. So, um, you know, I, I would do it if I... If I could clone myself four times and clone my bank account five times, but um, yeah, it's a bit of a big ask. <laughs> That's but awesome. Yeah, I love other, to hear that. Yeah, we do have other muscle magazines over here, but uh, none are really directed towards the natural athlete. That's why we yeah, need to also spread. Yeah, we need to spread Ironman magazine globally because now it's for the natural athletes. So. All right, you heard that, folks? Iron Man magazine yes. running around the world. We're going to help it out. We're ready. Come on, boy. The world is ready. We are ready. We are ready. So you've been a fantastically busy man, Ken. Okay, you're working on, as we said, three different countries, competing in three different countries, just this year alone. Wow. You're promoting your own show. And you've got yep. the Olympia, the Natural Olympia, and another show in the States coming up in the next couple of months. How are you keeping all this straight? True. I don't know. I've got 
the IMBA Globe or IMBA PMBA Pro Am International Muscle Beach on Venice Beach on the fourth of October. So that'll just be a quick one. I'll only be on the ground probably three days in the USA for that one. And then I'll come home and then I'll fly back for the universe, which is on the ninth of November in Hamosa Beach, INBA PMBA Pro Am Universe. And then out to the Natural Olympia, which is out in Las Vegas, 14 to 17 November. Um, so that trip will probably be around two weeks on the ground, I think, that one works together. That'll be exciting. Um, and even more impressive, during this interview, I actually prepped my food and hung my washing out on the line. How's that? Wow. Multitasking. <laughs> That's multitasking. That is how you are getting it done. You are getting it done. Exactly. So tell us more. Uh, tell us more about uh, the competition on Muscle Beach. I mean, is it actually on the beach, out in the sand, or how is this working? Well, I don't know if any. Well, I guess some of your listeners have probably been there, especially the ones from Southern California. But uh, Muscle Beach is actually uh, on the Venice Beach Boardwalk, yes. and it's an outside gym. Yeah, well, you've been there, Karen. Yes. Yeah, it's an outside gym. And so the bleachers where people can sit and watch athletes training in the gym, that's where the audience is going to sit. And right on the edge of the gym is like a raised concrete platform. So that will be the stage. And they'll put a false backing around it um, with signage, etc. And that will be the stage for the event. It'll be exciting. No doubt. Yeah. Kevin, um, did you have something you wanted? Yeah, I, this is big. I, I, I've, uh, I've enjoyed my time in California, and I've always been a fan of Muscle Beach. Uh, I was one of the few that was really disheartened with the uh, the amount of uh, PEDs that make up a bad community out there. But it was nice to meet some of the what they call living models who were exercising out there. And I, I gained a lot of information you know, about just how big Beach is to the natural community simply because, you know, it's such a, an open spot of information. But this is the first natural show that's being promoted out there. And that is huge. I, I can't, I mean, it's like Iron Man Magazine. For only natural athletes, and now you have a yeah. natural show on Muscle Beach. So that was like P for P going out to the Arnold and being natural supplements. I mean, if if you look at the steps that are being done to help support the the natural community, this is another really big step because you talk about the mecca of bodybuilding. I was just explaining uh, to one of the members at the gym, you know, about Gold's Gym, World's Gym, Powerhouse Gym. All of these came right out of California and mainly Muscle Beach. They were just gyms that are are dedicated to the lifter, not basically uh, to make it easy for everyone. So all of these things that came out of that region were done because they were like the mecca and the forebears for all that is happening. And now they have a natural show on the beach. That is Big. I, I can't explain how, how, how enormous that is for the natural community. I just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah, it's, yeah you're right, Callan. You know, Venice Beach is bodybuilding. Anyone who yeah. says Venice Beach, the first thing they say is bodybuilding, um, you know, the golden era of bodybuilding back in the day. And like you said, it's the first natural show that's ever going to be there 
right there. So that's that's the only reason I'm coming because it's there. Um, it's a long way for me to come just for the three days, but because it's on Muscle Beach, Venice Beach, that's why I'm going to be there and compete in the pro grandmasters bodybuilding with some other fine athletes. That's going to be exciting. It will be exciting, and that's awesome. Got to go. Yeah, I mean, you got to go where the big shows are. Come on, guys. I, you just do. Yeah. And and now that I know that one exists, it's just another one to add to the list to try and get on out there. So that is going to be awesome. So how are you going to be handling your prep over the next couple of months to make sure that you come in um, the way you want to look? Yeah, so obviously I'll peak for the Olympia. Um, so, yeah, I've got about seven weeks to the Muscle Beach, and I'll be okay. I'll be yeah, 95% at that one, and then I'll really bring it in for the universe and the, and the Olympia especially because that's, you know, it's the biggest show of the year on the national yeah. calendar, so I need to be at my best for that one because the, you know, the highest class of athlete, most exposure, so you need to look good at that one. Okay, now we got uh, one of our locals, uh, Kurt, he's from our gym, and he says, take yep. good care of Denario at the uh, the Natural Olympia. And I, I just want to yep. throw out there about, uh, you know, with the, with the shows coming up, they're, they're, uh, the Legends was, was a great show. That was on the yep. East Coast. And, you yep. know, it's, it's just a lot of good – Top names. I the reason I love Legends, other than you know Rico being like one of my favorites, is that yeah, you know he he's giving back, and I think he, uh, you, and a lot of other good promoters, it wasn't enough to just compete. The giving back part, yeah, yeah it, it that's a passion that that shows the passion. Now with you, like yeah. that saying, you've got a lot on your table. How are you able to keep yeah. that pageant staying so busy? Because I've seen a lot of people burn out that uh, on on other ways should have been great people and pioneers and, and, and good platforms and a foundation for the sport, basically giving out and not making it to the end. Yeah, I actually, I, I thrive on pressure. Um, I don't I'll find say. anything hard. I don't, yeah, I don't find anything hard or difficult. I, time, I find things time-consuming. Time is my biggest, well, lack of time is my uh, biggest challenge. And time management is obviously the way to fix that. But I don't find anything difficult. Um, it just, just takes a lot of time and you just need to, you know, allocate the time. And the way I see it, if, you know, if you need to get up at 4 a.m. each morning and you're not finding that's enough time, you get up at 3 a.m. and you make the time. Um, just sacrifices you have to make, but I actually enjoy it. I like, I like, you know what I like? I like seeing people experience the joys I've experienced in natural bodybuilding. I like seeing, you know, that smile on their face, the smile I've had throughout the last you know, 12, 13 years competing with NBA Global. So I like giving to people and, and making people happy pretty much to experience the same happiness I have. Yeah, and you know, I, I'm going to piggyback that. I can't do it from the bodybuilding end, but I can do it from the basketball end. Um, yep. We have a, a YMCA that was really big, and they shared a lot with giving back to the community. And I think that's where I got my foundation 
started and and wanting to do that. And I just remember like there there was a guy that had made a statement about you know good people, and I I've, I've posted on stuff like this many times. And recently, I, I know I did a similar post. But if we're as good people not affecting the next generation, then the bad people are. And I, I think Frederick Douglass was the one that said, you know, it's a lot easier to train a child than to try to fix a broken man. And it, it, it's when you have the choice of, uh, you know, PEDs and you, you're, you're learning it out of ignorance, when you do learn the truth, the brain is so set that sometimes it, it it can be destructive trying to pull them away from it because they're they're so psychologically in tune with it after that as compared to a child that's learning and seeing natural athletes and not really knowing to want that choice. It, it's a lot better to have an option than to learn that you didn't have an option at all and we're basically sucking into something else. Yeah, 100% agree. And, yeah, even to break that down to even a simpler scenario is uh, if you've been training in a gym for years and years on a particular exercise with bad form, it's very hard to correct that form um, yes. at the drop of, drop of a hat, you know, and, and more likely you've trained yourself into an injury. That's the most likely scenario. So, yeah, you're right. You, you've, got to, uh, you've got to put it out there, and I guess the enhanced versus natural um, argument or position is a good way to look at it as well. Like you said, you know, everybody knows about enhanced athletes. If you ask people about, name me a bodybuilding federation around the world, they're going to say IFBB. It's the biggest. Yeah. It's the most popular. And that's what people are gravitated towards. Um, and unfortunately that, you know, doesn't, not always, but can lead to, you know, use of uh, non-natural substances. So, if we can spread the word out there about natural bodybuilding and it's attainable, like, you know, you see these people on stage in the non-natural shows and that's not attainable for most people. Um, you know, without drugs. If you can show people they can get on a natural stage and don't need to take any drugs and it's an attainable physique. And we actually have a category for everybody. We have beach body, all up to pro bodybuilders, okay? So we've got Rob Terry, Philip Ricardo and Kyoshi, all the way down to the little beach body guys. We've got the, the first time bikini girl all the way up to, uh, you know, Nicole Woodship, the NBA pro two time Olympia champion and, you know, everybody in between. So we have you know, categories and standards for everybody. It's an all accepting federation. There you go. Uh, I'm going to harken back to something you said about, you know, the bad form. And this is, again, yeah. back to the research and information. And, you know, we've been doing studies. Well, I've been following very closely with this doctor who had basically challenged people to look at what they were doing in their lives and trying to figure out, you know, if it's truly arthritic part or just basically damaged from doing something incorrectly for so long that your body's screaming in pain to have it corrected. And so that was one of the things that we've been doing at my gym and Fit Body U is uh, correcting form and the mobility that's been increased by some of the elder women and, you know, just uh, the thinner bone women that are now lifting weights. And now they're even more strong. And then uh, the osteoporosis has been not in decline, but basically just stopped and halted 
So, you know, there's a lot of things we're doing in life as natural athletes, and we're learning that if we're not sharing it to the community, then they do suffer. So, you know, it, it's, it's, there's a lot that falls on us because we live it every single day as compared to someone who's basically working day to day and finding out what we've been knowing for years. So, you know, we, we are making a difference. And I, I know that if we use the natural bodybuilding platform, we can really get the conversation going because everything starts with the conversation. And if you don't have anything to talk about or show that you've lived, it's hard to really enforce that conversation because you don't really live it enough to talk about it. So, you know, Ken, I hats off to what you're doing and taking it internationally because you are the voice that Dad and I can't can't reach and be, and we are the voice that you, you, you don't have over here. So as long as we keep working together, I think we can really make a vast difference in this, uh, Dad included, even though she likes chocolate wings. <laughs> 100% agree. Yeah, 100% agree. And, you know, your radio show, P4P, is a fantastic platform to spread that word. And, you know, I'm happy to come on whenever you need me and we can talk about any topic. That's awesome. And we appreciate that. My last question or topic that I want to talk about, I mean, you've got such vast experience um, and, you know, your career is not slowing down anytime soon. What are some of your body parts or aspects of your physique that you are continuing to work on and try to tweak? At this stage of the game, do you still feel like you have any weaknesses that you want to improve upon? None. He has none. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, probably my biggest weakness is my mind, like most people. Um, anything, anything is achievable if you put your mind to it. Um, that's where people fail. Um, and you know, from a from a physique point of view, like a lot of people, I've created, and this gets back to Kalen's point, I've created imbalances in my physique from training certain body parts extensively for years and then not training the other ones you know, as much. So I need to balance out my physique more. Um, you know, I can bring I can bring conditioning. We you know we know how to do that. Um, but I really need to balance out uh, my body parts. And once again, it's a, it's a time thing. Um, I need to manage my time better. So once I'm past this World Cup, um, it'll be easy. I've only got three shows for the rest of the year and you know, all the regular stuff that I do, all the other stuff. So um, that'll be, give me a lot more time to focus and concentrate on that and, and put together a plan um, yeah, to work on those, bringing those lagging body parts up. But, you know, it all starts between the years. You've got to have a, the right mindset. And for me, and, and I guess a lot of other people, it's a motivation thing. Um, I get, like everyone, unmotivated at times. And I find change is the best motivator. Um, if you have something, if you change something or do something new, it could be anything. It could be a new song, a new piece of equipment at the gym, um, even something as simple as reversing your your workout for, say, leg day. So what you would do is you could do, uh, like, leg extensions first um, and then maybe hamstring curls and you do squats last. It could be something as simple as that. So, so staying motivated and uh, being more uh, mentally aware is the thing I need to do, I guess. All right. Well, 
you know, everybody has their paths, and uh, that seems like a good one to me. And, and sometimes I think that's even the hardest one, is just being mentally motivated. Your body can withstand a lot and overcome a lot, but if the mind is willing, because a lot of times the body is willing and the mind's not, and nothing happens. So, 100%. Good stuff. And 100%. On a sad note, on a very sad note, we'll have to wrap up our interview because I have to go and train somebody in three, in three minutes. <laughs> is it okay? okay. That's it. Let's wrap up. Let's wrap up. You got it, dude. It <laughs> the schedule never Thank ends. You. So, Thank Linda, you. I know you've got a question, ma'am, and we will hit that on Thursday. Ken, thanks so much. On behalf of us, cool. we love you. The boys from Peter P. Peter P. Four P. Muscle. Um, INBA, PNBA, Snickerdoodle, and chocolate fans everywhere. Your body is a temple, so let's build it. Yeah, good yeah. work.